Lord God, you are the God of love, as you proved by sending your son Jesus to die in our place. As we talk about another dimension of love, Lord, help us to understand what it means to speak the truth in love. In Christ's name we pray, amen. God's peace be with you, friends, as we take another step in this sermon series called It's All About Love. And tonight's theme is Love Speaks the Truth. And kind of the theme verse for tonight is a verse from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the 13th chapter, which is often referred to as the love chapter from 1 Corinthians. And verse 6 says, love rejoices with the truth. Now, as we look at that verse... There's probably a variety of different types of sermons we could go with on this topic. We could talk about truthfulness versus deception, honesty versus dishonesty. Uh, We could do a whole sermon on the Eighth Commandment, right? Not bearing false witness against our neighbor. Love rejoices with the truth. But tonight, I'm actually going to take a little different angle on this verse because tonight we're going to talk about speaking the hard truth. Imagine for a moment that you and a friend are standing on a sidewalk and it's a busy intersection out in front of you and you are waiting to cross on a crosswalk across this busy intersection. And you and your friend are standing here talking, you know, and you're having a good time and your friend starts to step off the curb and coming down the street is this big old city bus. And you see this. You see your friend about to step off the curb and that bus coming down the road. What do you do? Let your friend just get hit by a bus? Ah! Hopefully, you would say, whoa, look out, there's a bus coming and pull them to safety. You'd speak the truth in order for that person to be safe and well. Tonight, we're talking about speaking the hard truth. You wouldn't let a friend step into oncoming traffic, but let me ask you, would you stop a friend who was stepping into trouble or making a harmful choice that you know is going to ruin their life or at least make their day worse? Tonight, we're talking about speaking the hard truth. Confronting someone who is endangering themselves or somebody else even by their behavior. Proverbs 10 verse 10 says, Someone who holds back the truth causes trouble, but the one who openly confronts works for peace. You know, most people, I think, misinterpret the phrase keeping the peace keeping the peace. They, they sort of think about that phrase as avoiding confrontation at all costs. That's how I keep the peace. But really, repressing the truth only causes more trouble to arise. It doesn't help at all. And so tonight's theme is really about how love is willing to speak the truth, even the hard truth, when necessary. Paul writes these words in his letter to the Christian church in the town of Ephesus. Chapter 4, verse 15, he said, Speak the truth in a spirit of love. 
We need to speak the hard truth, but we need to do it in a way that is loving and gentle, in a way that conveys the love of God. And St. Paul really did a wonderful job of modeling this for us himself in his ministry. You know, he didn't have things easy all the time. And he had to write two rather tough letters to the Christians who were in the city of Corinth, Greece. Because there were all kinds of problems going on among the people of that church in that day in the city of Corinth. So he writes them two different letters, and and you kind of refer to them as his tough letters. He has to confront them on some very serious problems that were going on. And so tonight I want us to look at four biblical insights on how to speak the truth in love. And uh, there's a couple of pages in your bulletin at the back of of blank pages if you want to jot a few notes as we go, if you might find this helpful, because these insights, I believe, are useful. Um, They're useful at work among your work colleagues. They're useful at school among your fellow students and, and your relationship with teachers. I think these are useful among your friends and useful in marriage and in your family life. So four biblical insights on how to speak the truth, the hard truth, in love. Number one, check your motives. Are you doing this to help the person or to hurt the person? The right motive for speaking this hard truth in love is the motive of wanting to help that person be better. It should not be to want to hurt that person. 2 Corinthians 12, Paul says this, We tell you this as Christ's servants. Everything we do, dear friends, is for your benefit. Remember, these are the people that he's confronting over some issues. And he says, Everything we do, dear friends, is for your benefit. Paul had their well-being in mind. This task involves caring enough about the person to want to help him or her to be their best, not to tear them down, but to help build them up to be their very best. And this is really about developing more meaningful relationships. You know, I think most people settle for rather shallow relationships that just stay on the surface. They never go very deep. But really, deep, meaningful, intimate relationships call for a willingness to actually address the hard issues, the elephant in the room, so to speak, to actually talk about these difficult things. If you think about it, you'll only confront the people that you want to be close to. You only confront the people you want to be close to. And if someone ever confronts you, that is evidence that they care about you. If they didn't care about you, they wouldn't even bother with it. But the fact that they care about you moves them to address an issue with you. So how to speak the truth in love, first of all, check your motives. Make sure you're doing it because you want to help the person. Number two... In speaking the truth in love, plan your presentation. Give this some thought before you just uh, spontaneously jump into saying something. Proverbs 16.23 from the Old Testament says, Intelligent people think before they speak. What they say is then more persuasive. Think before you speak, because then what you say is going to have a lot more impact. 
keep in mind, you're never persuasive if you're abrasive. You're never persuasive if you're abrasive. So think about what you're going to say. Plan your presentation based on the love motive. Again, to the Corinthians, Paul says in his second letter, I wrote you out of great distress and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to grieve you, but to let you know the depth of my love for you. Again, he's willing to confront them out of love, and he planned what he wrote. Some keys to your planning of your presentation, keys to presenting the truth in love uh, are, are these. First of all, plan when you're going to say it. This is important. Plan when you're going to say it. In other words, first of all, some don'ts. Don't say it when the person is tired or under pressure or in a hurry. You're not, a get, not going to get a good hearing if they're in a rush. But some do's on this. Do say it when it's, when it's the best timing for the other person. When you know the person is, is in a time in their life when they're going to be able to receive this. Do it when they're rested and they're ready to hear it. Do this when you're both at your best. You need to be at your best as well. And do this when you have privacy. There's nothing worse than confronting someone about uh, something you have an issue with in, in the presence of other people. That just makes it that much worse. So first of all, plan when you're going to say it. Secondly, in terms of your presentation, plan what you're going to say. Plan, think out what you're going to say. Proverbs 25, 11 says, the right word at the right time is like precious gold set in silver. The right word. Think about what you're going to say. And so think about, first of all, your introduction. You know, how you're going to begin. How you introduce a touchy subject will determine whether it's going to be received well or whether it's going to be rejected by the other person. So don't start with sarcasm or anger. That's not going to help. Instead, do start with humility and gentleness, recognizing that we all have our faults and failings and weaknesses, so don't go in with an attitude that, gee, I've got it all together and you're the one who always messes up. Go with humility and go with gentleness. And then as you plan your presentation of what you're going to say, think about some illustrations you might use that can communicate the point and give a picture for the person and use an illustration that they will understand. Uh, here's an example. Let's say you're dealing with a manager at work who's very, very impatient with some new employees, and you're observing this manager not treating the new employees very well. Let's say you, 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 you know you want to say something to the manager, but you, you want to do it the right way, and let's say you happen to know that that manager likes fine, fine wine. That could be an illustration that you could use. And in your conversation with the person, you could talk about how red wines need time to age before they become their best. And then you can make the connection. New workers do too. 
new workers need time and gentle guidance in order for them to be their best. The point is use an effective illustration that they'll be able to understand. So plan when you're going to say it, plan what you're going to say, and then thirdly, plan how you're going to say it. Plan how you're going to say it. Proverbs 12:18 says, thoughtless words can wound as deeply as any sword, but wisely spoken words can heal. How you say something makes a huge difference as you confront somebody. So, uh, Proverbs 15, verse 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath. You know, if you know someone is angry at you, it doesn't help to be angry right back at them. A soft answer usually will help settle things down. So a few do's and don'ts about how to say it. First of all, don't say it thoughtlessly or offensively. Because if you say something offensively, they're going to be on the defensive and probably aren't going to hear what you really have to say. Some do's, lower your voice. Use a calm, gentle voice. Say it in a gentle and humble way. And then speak from what I would call a gospel orientation. What do I mean by that? A good news orientation. An orientation that comes from the message of the cross, the message of God's love for people, that God loved us enough to punish his own innocent son on a cross instead of punishing all of us who deserve it for all of our wrongs. Keep in mind that amazing grace and love of God for you, that he would give up his son for you, for all of us, and recognizing God's amazing love for us can be then the motivator, motivator for how we deal with others. When, remember, when we remember God's gentleness with us, it gives us a model to follow, a gospel orientation model. Here's a little uh, equation that I think is helpful. Speaking the truth plus tact plus the right timing equals transformation. If you're willing to speak the truth but do it in a tactful way, guided by love, using the right timing, the end result can be a transformed relationship. You know, we don't really need to be afraid of conflict. Conflict really is an opportunity for growth, growth in the relationship. And if we never confront somebody with a, with a problem, we rob ourselves and that person from growing. We rob ourselves from a relationship becoming better than it is. It's true in marriage. It's true in families. It's true at work, at school, among friends and neighbors. Are we willing to do what is needed for the sake of the relationship? The third thing on how to speak the truth in love, so check your motives, make sure you're doing it to help the person. Secondly, plan your presentation. Thirdly, the third thing on how to speak the truth in love is this. Give the person affirmation. Give them affirmation. Don't simply give them a double-barrel shotgun. Give them affirmation. 
Proverbs 12.25 says, A word of encouragement does wonders. It really does. And so affirm the following kinds of things. Affirm that, first of all, you do genuinely love and care for that person. You're not out to ruin their life. You genuinely care about them. Affirm that you will pray for them and that you'll help them. Affirm that you believe they can change and be better than they are. And affirm that the relationship you have that with that person can be better and that you can be even closer as a result of this confrontation. So check your motives, plan your presentation, give them affirmation, and then finally, risk their rejection. Risk their rejection. Think about St. Paul. He risked the rejection of the Corinthians. And how did it turn out? It actually turned out very well. In chapter 7 of his second letter, he said, I know I distressed you greatly with my letter. Although I felt awful at the time, I don't feel at all bad now that I see how it turned out. The letter upset you, but only for a while. You were jarred into turning things around. You let the distress bring you to God. And that is what I was hoping for in the first place when I wrote the letter. That's the, by the way, the the message uh, version of that particular Bible passage. Is speaking the hard truth risky? Well, yeah, it is. But think about this. Avoiding the issue is even worse. I dare say it's even more risky. For you risk things going from bad to absolutely terrible if you never confront the problem. So let's do this. Let's commit to speaking the hard truth, but to do so in a spirit of love. Check your motives. Make sure you're, you're willing to help the person. Plan your presentation. Give them affirmation and risk their rejection. You know, most of the world settles for rather superficial, shallow relationships. But by not dealing with a conflict, you actually kill the relationship. So I want to close with two rather pointed questions. Number one, what are you pretending is not a problem? What are you pretending is not a problem? And secondly, to whom do you need to speak the truth in love? As the old song said from the early 70s, love is a many-splendored thing. There's the soft, gentle love that comes to us ultimately from the cross of our Savior. And there's the tough love that speaks the hard truth. But you know, when it comes right down to it, It's all about love. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, who loves us totally. Amen. At this time, we'll gather the offerings for the work of the Lord's mission. Uh, And if you would, please uh, write your name and any other pertinent information in the black registration booklet in the pews and pass that to your neighbor, if you would, please.